Tonight, the Man of Steel returns. Let's go to my place. Superman falls in love. Thank God. Loses his powers. Superman, can you hear me? And battles three supervillains for possession of the Earth. Revenge. 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 And now we're cooking, huh? A three-hour spectacular. Would you care to step outside? Gene Hackman, Margot Kidder, and Christopher Reeve. Man, this is going to be good. Superman 2, next. Hey there, guys, and welcome to episode 12 of Charlie's GeekCast. Today, I'm going to sit down and watch the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. If this seems random, then please check out episode 76 of Superman in the Bronze Age, where I begin this Superman movie commentary month. And I sat down with Andy and Michael Leyland of Hey Kids Comics to do a commentary on Superman the movie. Now, if you want to watch a commentary on the theatrical version of Superman 2, I'd like to direct you over to episode number 155 of Michael Bailey's Views from the Long Box at viewsfromthelongbox.com, as that's the version he covered. But, to be a little different, I decided to cover the Richard Donner cut. Um, but before we do any of that... Um, let's see, but before we do any of that, uh, I want to point out that... No. But before we get into any of that, um, I do want to direct you over to a couple of other places where you can find me. Um, this past weekend, as I record this, I was at the Superman celebration in Metropolis, Illinois. And J. David Weeder and I were uh, scheduled to do a live podcast from the first annual Super Minicon that took place during the celebration. And we pulled in Billy Hogan of the Superman Fan Podcast to help out. And, of course, J. David Weeder's from the Superman Forever Radio, as well as Pad Smash and Incredible Hulk Podcast, and is my backup guy over on Superman of the Bronze Age. Uh, together, we all talked about the Superman vs. Wonder Woman comic book Treasury Edition special from 1978, while people in costumes basically walked by and looked at us as if we were weird. If you want to hear how it went, please make sure you check out part one of the live episode on episode 74 of Superman Forever Radio, which should be out by the time this episode goes live. Uh, this comes out on a Wednesday. Uh, I believe Dave said he was putting his out Tuesday. And then uh, for part two, uh, listen for episode 76 and a half of Superman and the Bronze Age, which comes out later, which I will be releasing later this week. Um, the whole thing was a lot of fun. We also talked about a lot of our experiences during the celebration. So please make sure you guys check it out. Like I said, we're going to watch the Superman, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. I currently have the DVD all set uh, set up. I'm at full zeros. Uh, make sure you get yours ready to go. I'm actually using mine from the Superman Complete Collection DVD set that came out in 2006. It was recently released on Blu-ray uh, last year, I believe. So um, that version, of course, should work. And, of course, if you just happen to buy the single-disc version of the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2, that should also work. So we are at zero 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 zero, and when I say one or when I say go, we're going to start the DVD. Three, two, one, go. And it 
thing on the screen currently says that the following film represents Superman 2 was his... Oh, just faded away from me. Some footage was taken from screen tests of scenes we were unable to shoot. Which is true. And now we get the little Warner Brothers logo, which is cool. <laughs> now, of course, a lot of this was is changed from the theatrical version just due to the fact that um, they wanted to make this look a little different. Superman 2, the original theatrical version, was released in the United States on the 4th of these No, that's Australia. Well, there's no... I don't have it. It was released in June of 1980. It was released in Australia on December 4th, 1980, and the United Kingdom on April 9th, 1980. Now, this version of the film, I guess, we're starting on Krypton. We're going to have our, of course, our replay of some of the stuff that happened from Superman 1. Now, the fun thing about Superman 2 is um, Richard Donner had, in fact, filmed roughly 75% by his estimation of the film bef uh, while he was also recording Superman 1, or filming Superman 1. And after a while, and missing a few, starting to miss deadlines for the release of Superman 1, it was decided to stop worrying about 2 and just focus on 1 so they could get that out the door. They went way over budget, and Donner had a lot of battles with the Salkinds, who were the producers of the movies, as well as, as well as Pierre Spengler. And, of course, that means that once Superman 1 was finished and the movie was released, Donner was fired, and they brought in Richard Lester. But in order for Lester to get any kind of screen credit on, his, on the movie, he had to make sure he had quite a bit more screen footage on there so there was a lot of reshoots so only about 20 roughly 25 percent of what Richard Donner shot made it to the film many of the scenes that Lester shot were pretty much the same just they just had to reshoot it now this version of the movie actually still uses some of the scenes that Lester shot but of course most of Donner's film was retained for this version. The first thing you'll notice is that you can see Marlon Brando in this version. Due to the amount of money he was scheduled to make on Superman on Superman 2, Lester and the film editors uh, reworked the first uh, reworked scenes from Superman 1 and then also brought in Susanna York so that Jor-El's stuff was basically cut out of the movie. And there's some re was some redubbing done. This after some alternate scenes of Krypton at the beginning, this seems to be shot for shot directly from Superman the movie. Except for that little bit where they're flying away from Krypton. I don't remember that in the movie. Another calm. That definitely looks like a more modern digital version. And it gets sent away by the waves of the explosion.
and they get to watch Kal-El's ship fly past them. And now we're getting some alternate stuff from the trip to Earth. Now this is interesting. You can hear the three Kryptonian criminals shouting and stuff, but they're just standing around. Interesting. And now the ship's crashing onto Earth. That's an alternate shot of the rocket crashed onto the planet and the baby getting out. Hmm. I apologize if I act surprised. I haven't seen this in a little while. Cut ahead to the rockets. This is an interesting way of doing the recap of Superman 1. I'd have to say I kind of prefer the way they did it in the theatrical version, though, with the scenes mixed in with the uh, credits myself but to each their own besides this is probably easier because for the most part they kind of just use the template for the Superman 1 credits I believe for the credits for this it's easier oh now that looks terrible ugh just a static space background and a digital Phantom Zone. Mm. Yep, gotta include the kiss. I think that was a alternate take too. my favorite part. Superman is sending off the rocket. It's not my favorite part, but it's one of my favorite parts. Now this, I believe this was the original way they had planned it, was that Superman sending off the rocket is what was going to activate the, open up the Phantom Zone. believe that was the original plan. I want to say this was how Superman 1 was originally going to end. I may be wrong though. The original plan called for um, the rocket to open up and then would say to be continued in Superman 2. I could be wrong though. But they wanted something bigger so they did the whole time back uh, messing up time thing. This isn't bad. I wonder how they would have if they would have done this a little bit better for the if this had been done way back in eighty.
Unfortunately, it doesn't mesh well with the backgrounds. The backgrounds are all full, like, almost HD looks like, and then the film is kind of not. Yep, and then here we go. With the opening credits. I didn't mention this because I was doing my intro, but this film, this version of the film is dedicated to Christopher Reeve. Richard Donner really liked him. using the John Williams score instead of um, the score created for Superman for Superman 2 to sound like I'm one of those people that is basically knocking everything about this version. I do like this version, but I have to say something, maybe it's just the digital of it, but the credits just don't look as cool. Although that we do get angles now. But, uh, I do like the use of the film in the background. They're still they're using the same stuff it looks like from Superman 1, so it gives a little bit more of the similarities. Unfortunately, it does cut out because of the way it works. It doesn't really it kind of cuts out all the um credits for the people that actually did get Superman 2 released, including the screen composer as well as the original editor. And you know, Lester. Makes sense though. Uh, screenplay by Mario Puzo, which didn't get used much. David Newman and Leslie Newman. And apparently, for the most part, it was kind of thrown out to be. Redone by the creative consultant Tom Mankiewicz, R.I.P. Now you gotta—I have to admit—it's pretty cool that the Warner Brothers allowed Richard Donner to do this. Not too many directors get to go back and try to recreate a film that they had originally tried to create more than 30 years later. Well, actually it was only 26 years later. It's an alternate take of Metropolis. There's the fruit stand. This is basically the uh, opening scene you see just in the first three Superman movies when you see them standing in front of the Daily Planet. 
Here's a scene that was completely cut from the Lester version. <laughs> Little Jimmy. Which was a line taken directly from Superman 1. Now she's going to start figuring it out. Now, what is it about that picture that made her notice? Hmm. Uh, a newsroom full of typewriters. I think we mentioned this with when I was with the Leylands. Not something you see too much. Oh, she draws a terrible hat. Judging by the time period and that marker, she must be getting high by this point, which would explain the look on her face. is in trouble. Well, this is different. You don't usually get them cover be this part. Well, you didn't in the original movie. This is a little bit better of a setup than just having them do this in the Lester version. Clark's a little slightly out of character, I think, in this version. Getting upset really easily here. She says tall, he slumps, broad shoulders, he tries to narrow them. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this, I'm sorry. Okay, now this is crazy. 
Yeah, I think this is where they prove Lois is nuts. I don't care who you are, but you're not going to jump out of a window. That was a pretty cool special effect. See, that was integrated pretty well with the special effects and everything. It actually kind of looked normal. Oh, that doesn't, though. Oh, that didn't even sound like Christopher Reeve at all. Yeah, I'm thinking Perry should have her committed. Oh, Ned. Otisburg. Oh, this is cool. And of course, Lex does nothing in prison because he doesn't have to. Because he's the greatest criminal mind of our time. Oh, like he's just said. guessing that guard had a pretty good British accent. <laughs> Liberace records. Uh, the slight hu the slight use of uh, humor. North to ski. Now the Gene Hackman scenes were only ever filmed for um, Richard Donner. Gene Hackman's scenes had basically been completed for the movie, and he so he when they changed the directors as part of his as part of his saying that he didn't want to work with anyone else, he did not return to reshoot for Lester, so they had to use a stand-in and a voice double. And without him, that also means that Miss Teschmacher and Otis also did not return. Which, of course, means that for this version we get to see his full acting ability. Yeah. That slasher Fogel scene, I think. Mission control? Mission control. Now there's Cliff Clavin. Now as you recall, at the end of the last movie, he was helping with the launch of those rockets. Which means either he's pulling double duty, 
or you know, maybe he's got a twin. Uh, it makes you wonder why they were doing this, because obviously we weren't doing moon landings anymore by the time we hit uh, 1980. This scene also shows you how good Christopher Reeve was at flying as Superman because watching the other Kryptonian criminals fly around, they do not have the same grace. She seems to not have any gravity problems. Now, she's that's Ursa's played by Sarah Douglas. She had long hair at the time, but they tried to kind of give her Christopher Reeve Superman style hair. Run as fast as you can, man, hop. Oh, flying's faster. Up and there he depressurizes. He's gone. I think that's supposed to be the cosmonaut. You can tell by the different outfit. Instead of wearing white, it's shiny silver. Uh, obviously. This, uh, I believe all of this is in the original version of the movie, too. And I believe pulling back on the rope, I would think he'd be, in space, he'd be more likely to pull the guy back, but whatever. Apparently, he's, uh, Nan is very good at driving must have similar things on Krypton. Now here's a bit of an inaccuracy. The actual lunar landers, the top section is all that would have taken off, not the bottom part. The bottom, the gold bottom part would have stayed on the moon. Which means we have a few of those just sitting there, still to this day. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff doesn't care that they lost. Con Ooh, he's got a beard now.
This is definitely a slower version to start way to start the movie. Kind of makes you miss the cool Paris scene. Houston. I guess they killed the other astronaut. They didn't show it, though. Another scene also used in the original version. I have to ask about this. Why would they put Luther in the cell with Otis in real life if this had been real? It's a heck of a good projector. It's not, not bad with two different projections. It can look 3D because you're getting a slightly different look. the comedy. in here. This part of the scene was not in the original. <laughs> Gene Hackman's the only guy I know that can look serious and almost angry while doing comedy. There we go. <laughs> All right, so let's get Luther out of there. I have to admit, when I first got this movie, I was very curious about it, because you could tell just by watching the difference between the Lester and Donner scenes from the from Superman 2, so I couldn't wait to see what the original would be like. I was uh, slightly disappointed. Oh, <laughs> he's pulling it down. As Otis waves by, 
we say bye to Otis. This is the last time we'll see him in the movies. Thought you in a about you in a bikini. Anyway, uh, the arguments. Niagara Falls. I've been there. That film is from the Canada side. You can tell by the big flag. It hasn't changed that much, let me tell you. Now this is a scene from the Lester version. But they use as little as possible, and they cut back north. Hmm. If you watch the commentary on the DVD, Donner doesn't talk much during the Lester scenes for whatever reason. It's interesting. I would love to try driving one of those. That looks cool. Oh, jeez. And it's a and it's a James Bond vehicle now. She had a thick accent right there. No front door. You can see why Superman flies in there. It's a pain in the butt climbing in there. Now, something funny or interesting I noticed, I never think to look, pay attention to it in Superman 1. But one of the ways you, one of the ways you can tell the difference between the Lester and Donner scenes in Superman 2 
is they used some green lighting in the fortress in Donner's version and there is no and it's very white and no green at all in the Lester version now all of this She hasn't gone to the bathroom in two days. Jeez. Didn't she just say don't touch anything? Oh, Lex said it. All those places to put a crystal, how does Lex figure that one's a good spot? Now this is different. special effect there. Now that part had been refilmed by Lester to include a different Kryptonian elder reading it. Of course, because they couldn't have Jarrell do it. Now it's just the head. this part I believe they had Susanna York come back as La as Lara to film this part they don't quite have it matching up the way they used the special effects in Superman 1 which is a shame you'd think they would try to do that
this is different it's different version. Oh, here we go again. Oh, interesting that they filmed that into the or put that part of the film into the fortress. That's cool. That was redone. Ah, potty humor. This seems like a slightly different Clark than what we saw a little earlier. You'd think Clark would pay closer attention to his glasses fogging up. How does she not... She already noticed it earlier. I wonder... Well, this is Lester's stuff, so... For him, it came up at a different spot. This was where it started to come together for her. See, that stuff was set up in the Lester version, so it's a shame that they couldn't figure out a way to reset that up for this. This is all Lester stuff, and that woman needs to pay closer attention. That building in the background is still there, it's just not the Honeymoon Haven Hotel. Who's gonna help normally when the kid is falling? Now that kid had to be like so freaking out to have Superman carrying him around. I know I would be even now.
Now he's in trouble? I can understand why he's in trouble, but she didn't pay attention. She should be the one that's pissed at herself. Now that's different. I believe the Lester version probably used the similar scene of them flying, but had a different background over the earth. Now you'll see this version cuts out a lot of the uh, stuff with that guy with the, the fisherman guy, although he's still there. You know, it wasn't until I got this on DVD that I noticed the red on those outfits. Now this is a cool effect, but you can so tell that the water is passing over some kind of a board or a walkway. I mean, I don't know how else you would have done it, but yeah. Okay, now this is interesting. Here's the theme. Here's the now. This scene is filmed using both Christopher Reeve's screen test and Lois's or in Margot Kidder's screen test. You can tell that they look completely different here than they did anywhere else in the film. See, you got to be careful how you do it because they're focused so much on each one because they're trying to screen test them that they never actually seem to be in the same room together. The original Clark glasses look bad. See, and Clark's acting different again because it didn't quite have it down yet. This is um
Uh oh. Now here's the difference. You see how Margot Kidder suddenly goes wide-eyed and googly-eyed when she realizes it is Superman? That's why she got the job. He should have realized they were blanks. He just got punked. And see, I don't think Peter was around in 1980. Otherwise, they'd be pretty upset by this part. Even though I'm sure the snake was not really harmed in the filming. Yeah, you notice there's no sound effect for the heat vision. Also, the snake bite shouldn't have hurt her. Now, there seems to be no reason this time as to why they're going up north. They just leave Niagara. Although I have to say, this is some of the best flying effects. Although, you'll notice Superman's cape is kind of tattered. Oops. That's a new effect put over the uh, flying. Now see, there is some green, just not as much in the Lester stuff. in on the belt where Lois was car was oh no never mind Los Angeles that's Sheriff Buford T Justice I believe no but that's the that's the uh, sheriff from Louisiana from two different Roger Moore James Bond movies from the early 70s I believe that the episode that those movies were ones written by Tom Mankiewicz which might be exactly why he was in here <laughs> so he makes the skinny little guy go see this is how that would that guy would be me Play close attention, by the way. She collects badges the whole movie. There's a new superpower. 
telekinesis. There's another new superpower. Pop open the wine vision. No one mentions, seems to mention that one too much. Rebuild the wall of China vision in Superman 4? Check. Cellophane S in the theatrical version of Superman 2? Of course. Firing beams from your fingers? Yes. No one seems to mention popping a cork out of a wine bottle or a champagne bottle. Where he got the food. Oh, dang, he's putting the moves on her. This is unfortunately the vision that apparently this is how England sees America. not realize they're Kryptonian yet. But see how all the red seems to be gone and it just looks like it's black now? Han's <laughs> so proud of himself. That effect for the flame is a little bit better than the, than the version of the theatrical one. Just a little bit. On the plus side, there doesn't seem to be as much death this time. Honestly, don't think they'd be allowed to be standing that close to the explosions these days. Okay, well, oh, I could be wrong. This helicopter's about to crash, but you know what I mean.
I think they did something digitally to do to his voice to make it a little deeper. Now here's the scene that pretty much completely sets up Superman Returns. Now I heard, I don't know that they filmed it, but there might have been a slightly more graphic version of the scene that we just saw the end of, I guess. But of course it got cut to, for the ratings and everything. Besides, no one wants to see Superman doing that. How does he know he's a general based on that? Oh, he's got a different voice. Oh, wow. That doesn't look fake at all. Is that really necessary? Back to Donner stuff in the th in the fortress. And Margot wearing the Superman shirt. It's probably the hottest I think she looks in these movies. Although she's walking around in snow, in socks, it's got to be uncomfortable. This is Superman 2, but technically he all he did was stop the earthquake. This would be an early you could tell by the poofiness of his hair that this is an early screen um, this is not an early screen, this is an early scene as far as filming because obviously they, Christopher Reeve had to film it with Marlon Brando around see the special effects on this part are much better it blends, it looks much better than it does earlier when Luther's talking to Jor-El. 
I think he looks kind of cool with the Superman hair and human clothes. See, that must be cool. You never got to see that, really. He never really flew in outside of the Superman costume. This looks cool. Now, there's someone else in there. This is a scene filmed specifically for the Donner cut because they didn't fit go this far with the filming back then. Why they didn't just use the version from the Lester cut, I don't know. This is a completely different actor. Jarrell's head disappeared there, did you see that? Stuff's blowing up. And here we have Jarrell looking at Lois. And Lois is backing down. <laughs> like, this is all your fault. Look what you did. Meanwhile, at the White House. Uh, if only I'd had a scene like that from Super Friends. Meanwhile, at the White House in Washington, D.C. This is pretty good. That was a good special effect right there. Totally looked like he got hit by that explosion. This is completely from Donner's stuff. They used this whole footage from in uh, the Lester version. She's just throwing people. <laughs> he just stands there. Ouch. There you go. <laughs> Look at the joy on Zod's face shooting the gun. As fun, as interesting as this is, you know it's three going to be a hundred times bigger if they do anything like this in Man of Steel.
a pretty good recreation of the Oval Office, I would imagine, having never been in there. Put a heavy makeup on Zod's face. Very pale, except around his eyes. Kneel before Zod. First time it's said in the movie. I believe it's the first time it's said in... Uh, Even in the Lester version. Oh. Ah, oh, you suck. E.G. Marshall, complete with a toupee. Starting with the Odin. She's going to take another badge. out of the way, Baldy. I must kneel. Except in the last act of the movie. I like that part. Oh, God. Zod. There's a good question a lot of people ask. Where'd they get a car? I checked. Even to this day, there's no Enterprise at the North Pole. Oh, good. A car driving down the road with the base going. Makes these live recordings so much more fun. It better be your treat, Lois. I don't think he's got money. That's light coat for traveling from the North Pole. So Clark is in there talking like Superman, but kind of looking like Clark. Wow, he went to the bathroom fast. Uh-oh. Clark thinks he's strong. Honey.
was mean. Just punch him in the back of the head? I'm bleeding. Superman's ticked. Well, I'm sorry, Super Clerk. Get him, Lois. He's actually kind of lucky. He could have had his face slammed to the top of that table. Or the bar. And everyone else just sits there and watches. That just ain't right. Turn the box on. Good timing. Oh, he apparently Superman's seen the crystal before. Supermine. Nope, just in a fortress way up at the North Pole with no television. said, damn it. See, 1978 Lois was pretty, well, pretty pretty. She started having problems shortly after that and just wasn't the same anymore. And now they're bored. Now that first part of this scene, I believe, is Lester. And now... Now it's back to Donner. Man, that sl slit on the side of her p 
apparently it goes all the way up to well you gotta be careful with that those pants let's just put it that way Son of Jorel. Okay. <laughs> no, Jorel, the baseball player. How did he know that his name was Jorel? The Superman. He's Superman. Revenge. just one continent so in that outfit he's walking to the North Pole living off of snow that ain't healthy then again he hasn't been a human before really so meanwhile coming up behind him is one of those ice road truckers this one's a particular bastard because he won't stop. But again, they may not be able to stop up there. Hey, he made it. It can't be easy with blood coming out of your nose the whole time. He acts like it's the first time you've seen the console. He spent the night with Lois after they did the whole power drain thing. He's like, dang it. Guy? Guy who said he wouldn't be around if I did this? Christopher Reeve had a lot of hair. It's amazing how they were able to get that all combed just right to be Superman. Jeez. 
of the crystals is green. So here's something different. This version doesn't have the whole thing where he gets to explain about the crystal that talked to him. Now this is the only time, I believe, that you actually see Christopher Reeve place a crystal into anything in the fortress. Usually he's just there talking. That looks pretty cool. I wonder how much of that is new and how much of that was old. Good job, Joriel. Laying on the guilt trip. That blood looks so fake. Is he still sweating? Now it makes sense. Okay, son becomes father, father the son. Because he gives his power to restore Kalel. Much better than when they had it in the theatrical version. Now you're supposed to slowly notice that every time they cut back to Christopher Reeve, he's supposed to start looking a little bit more and more Superman. Ooh! The only time they're on the screen together, actually. Okay, now he's collapsed. That was interesting. Oh, is that the guy that got him the coffee? Black, no sugar, and Superman one? Interesting. Okay, so how did Lois get back?
those is smoking. Ooh, shaky, shaky. Run, everybody, get out of the... Oh. Perry's just like, what's going on? Um, Perry, Lois, Jimmy, I'd run out of a different door and get the heck out of there. Or, you know, take pictures. This part was still in the movie. <laughs> okay. Special effect. If you hit something in the middle of the desk, it's not going to flip open on the sides. Like that. No, it should collapse in the middle. Lois knows Superman too much to just do that. It's a lot of focusing he's doing. Oh. So much for Jimmy's camera. shocked and very upset that there's no line about the this all this accumulated knowledge and these guys can't even use a door from the second movie the theatrical version uh, it's just not quite as cool but this is where we get the three on one battle so this is this should be interesting going to see much from there in the Daily Planet office since they're several blocks away right now. Ooh. 
they're even using alternate takes from the Lester stuff. I am not hearing any special any noise effects for the heat vision. Oh. There it is. It's just really quiet. Maybe it needs surround sound. I don't have surround sound. I've also got these headphones kind of muffling my hearing a little bit. They've got to use alternate takes from Lester. I can't imagine that he that Donner got far enough to film any of this stuff. That's new. World Trade Center. Again. The special effects just don't match up as well with nighttime scene. Ooh! Zod kicks him into the torch. That's new. of an unnecessary scene right there with Lex, but whatever. Ooh. Wow, home run. They cut out that part. Dang it. Oh, no, that's not the home run scene. Maybe that's coming. Hang on. They're going to show it about to land on the lady with the baby. There's the lady with the baby. Yeah, let's not run. I'll just cover it with my body. Yay, Superman. He cares. He cares, cares for these Earth people. I suppose so. You really think that's going to trap Nod for that long? Oops. Yeah, it's just not as loud as it is when I've got these muffling headphones on. Oh, it's getting close to a big tanker truck. Oh, there it is. Now, this shouldn't work as well. Let's see. Okay, hop out, run. First of all, technically it should take longer to heat up the gas. And this should not work. Although the special effect there is cool. Of the burning billboard behind him. I like how Superman's up 
incidentally freezing more than just the little gas tank. Hope that guy's not planning on driving anywhere anytime soon. Oops. Right through the ground. This must have taken forever to film. Ooh. Punch hurt Superman a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, but someone from the military should be a better fighter than a kid from Earth who couldn't get into fights due to the whole, you know, superpower thing. Oh, look at that. Enjoy your Coca-Cola, folks. Evita. I wonder if Evita was actually being shown in New York at the time. Huh. Maybe I should look that up. Oh, wait, it's throwing. It looked like it was going to miss him. they possibly have really thought a bus smashing into a truck was going to kill Superman? Seriously. Yeah, a whole bunch of Earth adults should be able to take these three Kryptonian villains, no problem. Until they start whistling. You know, these... These humans should feel pretty lucky because technically they could have just melted them all down. They do make this a little more serious than they do in the Lester version. There's no little comedy beats like the guy skating backwards. And, um, well, maybe there will be. Or the, you know, the guy hitting on the blonde woman whose toupee flies away. And her wig falls. Oh, there's the guy with the skates. Darn it. Oh, well. Still, it's still a little more serious. I see that right there. Superman forcing his way out. Different costume.
The music you hear right now is from Superman 2, the original version. effectively erased all of the reshoots from Lester as far as this whole scene as far as the reshoots soon they forget oh coming back coming back without any more talking. lantern. <laughs> so he wants Australia and Cuba. Well, this, of course, is Lester stuff because you don't see Lex talking. That's skinnier Lois. Pretty sure this music is from the original of uh, the theatrical Superman 2 score. This is Lester ver the Lester scenes. Now we're back to Donner scenes. Son of a coward, that's new.
wish. rare exceptions. Nice. Nod points out, no, he means you. This part is from the downer cut, and this one, this part did make it into the movie. got re-recorded some of the sound got re-recorded for the uh, Les for the Lester version the scenes are there but they sound different I had forgotten that question is, is this a rewiring or a super power thing that we don't know? Again, that's a different Superman inside the chamber. That ain't Christopher Reeve. They've been keeping a secret who exactly that is. I wonder if it's Gerard Christopher. He was Superboy for seasons two through four of the Superboy TV series.
full salt. Zadi isn't even looking at him. He's just waiting and savoring the moment. While Superman breaks his fingers. I'm sorry, the music's better in the theatrical one. Lewis. There are scenes cut from this point. Oh, some of it's here though. Some of it they keep. Now this whole scene here. Was removed from the Lester version. And he's using his heat vision to destroy the fortress. Which, uh, since a scene got cut, you think Lex Luthor's still in there. Don't worry, he got out. Trust me. There's a deleted scene where the Arctic Patrol come through and uh, arrest Zod, Nan, and Ursa, as well as Luthor. But since that scene was not in the theatrical release, technically it's not part of the movie canon, therefore that's why he's able to go back to the fortress in Superman 4. You're welcome. Coming at it nowadays, I really just don't understand why they still can't be together. I mean, worked post-crisis. They finally kiss, or they're both alive.
ever seen this scene once, and that was when it was shown on television. She looks very sad. They both look sad. Oh, back at Lois's apartment, which we hadn't seen since Superman 1. She's been crying. Now, a lot of this that you see right now is used as voiceover stuff as they're flying back to her apartment in the Lester version. Because he's a real fan of voiceovers. This part is in the move is in the Lester version of the movie where he flies off. I would hate to be in that situation. Now, the original ending for Superman 2 was the going back in time thing. So, they just go ahead and uh, make that work for this version. Only Perry White would smoke while he's brushing his teeth. Superman's almost erasing the entire events of the movie. Interesting. Putting them back in the Phantom Zone. Now, like I said, this was the original ending for Superman 2. They decided to put it at the end of Superman 1. And then they were going to come up with something new for the end of Superman 2. But since they got kicked off the movie, Dick Donner and Tom Mankiewicz didn't have a chance to do that. But I guess they'd kind of filmed this already. As such, they'd already filmed this part. Perry's having deja vu. And Clark's ignored. <laughs> And it's like nothing ever happened. 
I've done that before. Oh, oh. Jeez. They're all having deja vu. Now this is normal Clark. Lester version, of course. She wants a burger. Ah, Superman. The story of Superman takes to death. Now, here's the thing: if he rewound all of Superman two, then this, then he never got beat up by this guy. Even though the plate glass window in the background is pretty much damaged. And they all remember him. Hmm. Shouldn't have had to fix it. We call this a time anomaly. <laughs> Although I have to admit, it is cool to see this guy get to get his quote-unquote just desserts. how it goes tilt but at least he's got the money to cover the damage the only other thing this is missing is him flying the American flag back to the White House I love how the wife takes the money <laughs> mine would do the same thing and then the fantastic ending of every Superman movie up until Man of Steel Oh, they cut it that part short. They kept the same Superman 2 flyover where he has to lift his arm. Oh, this version's got the full... Yeah, I'm using the DVD this time, so...
The special effects are more modern, but with the star background, because obviously they, special the uh, credits are so different due to the fact that they've changed so much. Well, that's Superman 2. I have to say... As cool as the Richard Downer version is, Ken Thorne, that was the guy that did the music composition for the theatrical version. Um, as cool as this version is, something about the theatrical version just seems to bring it together a little bit better. But it's a, it's one of those things, well, do you want to deal with the time coming backwards or the super kiss? Both ways are kind of not good ways to end a movie. So, it just depends on which way you want to look at it, really. But uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with putting this back together, um, with considering what they had. Donard really did film most of everything they needed for this movie. Um, so that was cool. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, Superman in the Bronze Age, episode 77, will include what well, will be my commentary on Superman 3, which should be interesting. And, of course, um, make sure you check out Superman Forever Radio number episode 75 and Superman in the Bronze Age 76 and a half coming out next week. Or, this actually, this week um, for the live podcast recorded at the Superman Celebration of Metropolis this year. Um, so this is Charlie signing off.